Hey, it's Fabian here, Youth Director of Harvest Church, Greensboro, North Carolina. This podcast is for youth, 6th through 12th grade. I hope that as you listen to this podcast, that you are encouraged and have a change of heart. So take some notes and lock in. It's time to grow. time right now sharing all of your candy and just having a good time, but we are going to get started tonight with our talk about um, toxicity. Who's been here every week this week? This I thought series, it was this month. This That's series, what I meant. Throughout Who's this been here series. every week this month? Week this week. Raise wow. your hand. Hot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, every person that's been here. Okay, wait, hold on. Stand up if you've been here every single week. Over the past this month, sorry. <laughs> Over the past this wow. month. Kinda. Okay, great, awesome. All right, Olivia, you guys can sit down. Olivia, stand up. Olivia, what is um, what have we been talking about over the past four weeks? Give a good brief debrief of the past four weeks? We've been talking about toxicity and how people can be toxic towards us and different ways people can be toxic. Yeah? yeah. And um, have you ever been toxic? No. You've never been toxic? <laughs> okay, you can sit down now. You can hand the mic over. <laughs> I would just sit on down. Sit on down. All right, so Vonda. Vonda, my first question is to you, friend. Um, what is toxicity? Uh, toxicity is the act of being toxic toward another person. The act of being toxic toward, what is toxic then? Um, toxic as an emotion or an action, um, is being rude or mean. Um, there can also be some gaslighting involved and manipulation. Yeah. Toxicity. Um, what is um, a definition of gaslighting? A definition of gaslighting? Yeah. Um, I feel like I should give an example. Should I give an example? Yeah, give an example. Okay, so an example would be that if I punched Mr. Tim in the arm, I'm not going to punch him. Everybody calm down. You're welcome. Um, if I punched Mr. Tim in the arm and all of you saw me do it, and even if you didn't see me do it, but then I was like, I didn't hit you. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, it's essentially like a manipulation of, of a lie, but it's like Ooh. lying, but like the extra layers on top of it of like making the person believe that you had nothing to do with that. And why would you ever punch someone um, is essentially what gaslighting is. Lying. Yes. Mm. Deceiving. Deceiving. Manipulating. All right. So, um, Tim. What can toxicity do to you? So, I guess it depends on the type of toxicity. Um, toxicity generally leaves you feeling more negative than, than positive. So if you're in a toxic relationship, um, that relationship tends to drain you more than it fills you up. Um, so more than positive feelings, more than that, um, it tends to drain you. Toxicity can isolate you. Toxicity can make you feel like um, you're always in the wrong. Um, that part of that gaslighting, like this was your fault. Um, so even if she hit me, she can make me believe, oh, 
it's my fault that she hit me. Mm. Like, I caused her to hit me. <clears throat> um, it can make you feel like um, um, it, abuse, huh? Like, you're the problem. Like, yeah. So it's, it's your fault that these things have happened. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it depends. So in abusive relationships, so abusive can be toxic as well. Um, you know, there's the pain, there's uh, up to death, I, I believe, is, is, yeah. is, is the result of that. Or Have any of, of you guys in the room ever been in a toxic situation? Okay. Okay, put your hands down. Have anyone ever been in a toxic relationship? Okay, all right. Okay. I'd like for you to step up and tell us about your toxic relationship and how it has affected you. Stand on up. You were in a toxic relationship, so like, how did that like affect you? Tell us about the relationship. What kind of things happened within that relationship? Let's hear it. Do you want me to talk about like, like a? Boyfriend relationship? Yeah. Because I have a boyfriend relationship, then I have a dad relationship. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, well, boyfriend Whichever relationship. Whichever you feel more. Um, I was with somebody for two years, and there was a lot of insecurities from that person, and it reflected onto me. What kind of, like, and, insecurities? Like, jealousy mm. and um, insecurities within themselves. So they would take it out on me. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Like, let's say I was just randomly doing my makeup. Oh, what are you trying to look good for? Like, mm-hmm. who are you trying to look good for? This, mm-hmm. that. Um, and it started becoming mentally abusive. Mm-hmm. Like, when I would be hurt about it, it would be like, oh, what are you crying for? You don't have nothing to cry for. I, I didn't even do nothing to you. You should be fine. And um, just, I don't know. It was just a lot of jealousy and insecurities. And it got to the point where we were, like, arguing on a daily. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't ever, like, a day that went by where there was nothing Yeah. being, like, I don't know. I have a just, question. Yeah. When, yes. this, when your relationship started, was it like that? No. Okay. It At was what like a point? honeymoon stage. A honeymoon stage. So how many months in? I want to say we had a honeymoon stage for like three months. And then you and started then seeing. It wasn't like bad, but I started seeing things like every once in a while. And then towards the end, which was recent, um, it was like an everyday thing. And I finally got to a point where. I just didn't want to be in it anymore because I didn't recognize who I was and I was doubting mm. myself. Yeah. So did he or did you by any chance after about five months want to get out of it? Or did you find like it was hard to get out of that situation? It was very hard. Why? And that's why it took me so long to finally get out of it. Because, well, for one, he always put on an act in front of other people. Mm. So it was like, in the public eye, he looked like such a great guy. But then behind closed doors, he was saying things and doing things that would hurt me yeah. and affect me. Yeah, yeah. So you found it pretty difficult to get out. Yeah, because my family loved him. Yeah. Because, again, he made himself look like a great guy. Yeah, how did it affect you? Thank oh. you, guys. 
well, I lost myself and my self-worth. Mm. And it made me feel like I wasn't good enough or that, like, every time I looked at myself, I felt like there was something that needed to be fixed or changed. Yeah. And yeah. it also affected my mood. Like, I mean, I would be very – I would, like, shut off the world, basically. Mm-hmm. And, like, even my own mom. Yeah. And not really want to just talk to anybody, just stay to myself. And I don't know. I just – it felt like I was in a never-ending cycle. Mm. And – I couldn't get out of it. Yeah. But you got out of it now. Yeah. <laughs> and you won't you won't be going back to it, right? No, right? Okay. Cool beans. And now because you've been in a relationship, you're able to pinpoint a few things that might be red flags along the way. Yeah. Taught you a lot. Awesome. So have any of you all been in a toxic relationship or have had toxic situations happen? Not necessarily because of a boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife, but maybe a parent or a cousin or someone. Any any one of you like to share? Sure. Um, So I actually had a supervisor um, that was super, super toxic um, to the point where they would literally like curse us out as Mm. a staff. Um, so like yes (laughs) we would literally be having staff meetings um, and talking about like the buildings that we were supervising at the time and she would genuinely just like you blank blank idiots I can't believe that y'all are blank blank and blank blank and and in my head all I kept thinking was well you hired us so (laughs) yeah Um, but essentially uh, like even with different things that she might ask us to do um, I would be doing that and like following all the protocols that they said and they'd still say oh well you did it wrong and it's like well I'm looking at the handbook and like you you wrote it out here that it's supposed to do that well anyone with common sense would know that you're not supposed to do it that way Um, so i.e. gaslighting Um, Mm. but that was a situation that was really hard because I was in grad school at the time so like I was tied to my job like because they literally were paying for my school, so they were paying my tuition, paying my check, and like literally holding the place of where I lived at the time. Um, so she had all the power. Um, and so essentially it was a toxic relationship that I couldn't get out of. Um, and I had to stick out that whole school year until mm. I found another job. That leads me to my next question is, um, she's had, she had success after some time of getting out of a toxic environment or leaving toxic people. So my question is, how do you do that? How do you get out of a a toxic relationship or get away from toxic people? Is that possible? Um, It is possible in my situation. In a healthy way. In in a healthy way, it is. In my situation, because um, I, you know, would... I knew that like coming out of it, I would have to like pay for school, have another job and or like find somewhere else to live. So there was so much riding on it. Um, I still decided that I was worth more than to be belittled every day of my life um, for a job. So mm. it was it, I w- it was easy. Well, I mean, not easy. It's hard. Um, but I was able to leave that 
um, respectfully. Yeah. Um, of just like giving my letter of rec- resignation and stuff like that. But like in relationships um, that I've been in before, it's really hard because of the emotions that the person can entangle you yeah. with. Yeah. Um, of just like, oh, well, you know, you weren't this anyway and you're not going to be anything without me or whatever. Um, so it's just something to keep in mind of like who you are um, and if you can hold on to that and who we are in Christ, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would say it's it's a lot more difficult, I think, um, if it's a familial relationship. So if it's a parent or a sibling um, that's being toxic towards you, um, especially if it's a parent because you're, you know, you're in that household. Um, so depending on the type of toxicity, um, again, if it's abuse, um, especially physical abuse, but, you know, there are just the different kinds of mental abuse, emotional abuse, um, sexual abuse. Um, you know, you, you may need to talk to somebody. Um, you may need to, you know, have them removed from the situation. Um, but those are typically a little bit more difficult to, to get out of, especially emotional. I think um, when you're younger, you might feel the effects of emotional toxicity, um, but it's hard to know um, what to do if it's familial. Uh, so with my my parents, and I don't really like talking about my family here anymore because Caleb is my nephew. So <laughs> I feel like if I start talking about stuff, he's like, "Oh, I didn't know that about." Um, but uh, my parents, like, I do that all the time. My nephew's sitting here. I do. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm, that's <laughs> gaslighting, isn't it? <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but it's, it's hard to know, you know, for one, where to draw the line. So um, their toxic relation, my parents' toxic relationship leaked onto the kids, mm. um, leaked onto us. And, um, you know, we didn't, I didn't necessarily go or have, I feel a need to go to the police or anything like that. Um, but I did have adults in my life that I could talk to. Um, you said a what? I did have adults in my life I that I could talk dog. to. a dog. A dog, yes. <laughs> did y'all even yes. a dog? Hey, my dog is family. No, I didn't, <laughs> never had a dog. I had I said, I did have a dog. You were so serious. I was like, wait a minute. That's not... You don't oh, talk to your dog, baby? I, you got a dog. Do okay. Talk okay. To my dog. okay, I then. love okay, my dog. Then. You don't just like having conversations <laughs> with your but dog. But the dog can't talk back to me now. Okay. But back um so I did talk to to other adults, other positive figures in my life. Um and they helped me to vent and they helped me kind of not necessarily escape, but um to to do something more positive with my life and with my energy um than than sitting and stewing at home and and hating my parents or whatever the case was. So um, those kinds of situations can be difficult, especially if it's not like a physical or a sexual abuse. It's hard to kind of draw the line to nowhere. But, you know, you're here. Um, this is a good place to know, like to, to define yourself in Christ. Like know your identity. Um, Fabian talked about in the healthy relationships about knowing boundaries. And I think that's another important thing with toxic relationships is, is know the boundaries. Um, know lines that you won't cross. Know things that you won't accept. Um, and if those things are crossed or, or, uh, or, or done, then, you know, what, what, will, you, what will you do about it? Um, at some point, you need to talk to somebody. So what point is that? Um, yeah. All right, so everybody in here goes to a school. How many of you guys feel like your school is toxic? It's like a toxic environment. <laughs> yeah, I'll put your hands down. All right, so what do you say to people who can't necessarily – get out of that environment they're in. And you kind of touched on that when it comes down to like parents and things of that nature. But you're, she's like, I'm ready for this one. <laughs> How do you deal with that, Vonda? I went to, I was, a, I was, uh, yeah, school was very toxic for me. 
very, very, I dealt with a lot of things there. So, and I couldn't just leave, leave. other yeah. if I skipped school. Don't you do know. that. Right, exactly. Don't do that. Right, so what do you do? Don't do that. Um, for me with the situation with my job, because I had to do like a whole school year basically, um, essentially just like Kim was saying, um, having people that you can vent to and talk to um, was a really good coping mechanism for yeah. me. Um, I was in therapy, um, so I was talking to my counselor at least like once a week as well. Um, but also just like being able to like have the like debriefing um, sessions and like I knew like what days our staff meetings were or like what days I was definitely going to see my boss. Um, and after those meetings, I wouldn't plan anything. Like I would block off time on my schedule, like to have that time to myself to just like pray. Yeah. <laughs> because I needed it. Yeah. Um, and so if your school is toxic and that's something that you would need, maybe when you get home, you need a little bit of time to decompress. Um, you know, and maybe it's not like the best idea to just like jump right into like your homework or anything else, but like having just like 30 minutes, like I'm not talking about, you know, telling your parents that like, the youth leaders were like, they said I needed like three hours to myself, so I can't do that homework. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I'm saying like 30 minutes or something like that for you to like pray um, and do whatever you need to to like help um, yourself through the situation because being in a toxic relationship, even with the school or, or other things that you can't leave, um, that's the best way to like cope with it. Yeah, that's really good. Um, when I was in school and was dealing with a toxic situation, being bullied, um, talked about many bad things, which many of you guys may have or are dealing with. Um, I found myself feeling as though this is my life and it's never going to end. And it's very important dealing with specifically being in school. It's very important to know that it's not forever. And you have to make the hard decision that I'm not going to allow this to affect me for the rest of my life because what you're going through, and you guys hear me say this all the time, what you're going through, what you're dealing with in school, it is just a season, but everything that you deal with on, on a day-to-day -day basis has the ability to affect you for the rest of your life. Every decision that you make, every single thing that you say, um, it's out there in the atmosphere, and it can affect you for the rest of your life. And so when it comes down with being in, in toxic environments, um, that you can't necessarily escape from. Like, you can't escape from school. You have to go to school. Now, you may be able to talk to your parents, and they say, hey, we'll put you in a different school. That is a very good possibility. That's probably the only best way that you can escape a, a toxic school type of thing. And so it's very important for you to make the mental and the hard decision that this season, these people that are bullying me right now, these people that are are saying certain things, it's not going to affect me for the rest of my life. It's not going to affect me now. I'm not going to let what they say or what they do have the power to change me or make me become someone else. You have to, only you have the power to stop that, stop that, that negative energy that you can't necessarily escape. But when it comes down to relationships, friends, um, environments where you're, you go, you choose to go over to someone's house and it's not a good environment, it's a talk. You can leave. You don't have to stay there. And you staying there doesn't make you cool. You know what I mean? You, uh, you, you protect yourself, and you, that's your first priority. So another, um, I guess, effect of toxicity is that it can suck your joy away, um, but it can also make you feel isolated. So those things that you enjoy doing or those people that you enjoy hanging around, sometimes being in a toxic relationship 
isolate you from those things or, or makes you isolate yourself from those things. Um, so I would say as, as well is, is to find an outlet. Um, so, you know, take the time to, to calm and, 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 and get your mind right, but try to find something, um, a hobby, uh, something that you enjoy doing um, that you can do every so often, some, something that gives you joy, something that gives you um, peace um, that you can do, that you can uh, practice or exercise or whatever the case is. Um, and also don't allow it to isolate you from your friends. And that there are different cases there. Um, you know, your parents might not let you hang out or whatever, or communicate during certain hours, but um, if you find yourself isolating yourself from positive relationships, um, mm. that's a sign of toxicity. Like, mm -hmm. try to make a point to, you know, again, youth is a good, is a good place. You have a, a lot of like-minded um, Christians or people here. Um, but even if not here, you know, if you have friends that you notice they're positive people in my life, but I'm finding less and less that I'm hanging out with them, Make it a point to reach out to them and, and you know, to, to try to spend time with them, um, whether it's just on the phone or whatever, just to, just to have some positivity in your life. Yeah. Balance the negativity with positivity. Yeah. All right. So um, what are some ways, Caleb, that um, we are toxic to ourselves? Ooh. Yeah. Um, hmm. I guess really, like, being in, for me, wow, how dare you? For me, um, being in uh, public school, um, everybody would like, I wouldn't say bully, because it was like my friends, so they would joke, um, but it wasn't funny to me. But they would always call me a stick, because I was very skinny. Um, so they would call me a stick. They would tell, uh, they gave me a nickname, Squirrel. Because how I ate my food during lunch. Isn't that sad? Was with both hands. I would eat. I don't know if it was just with anything, but I would eat with both hands, just munching on it like that. So I got the nickname Squirrel. And I never knew that was why until they told me. And so, but all that, like, them saying all that to me, calling me names, and then saying I do this and that, or I look like, dumb or stupid like that like they can say those things to you and there are some people that can shrug them off but if you like let them like if you take what they say and let it sink in like dang I really do look stupid while I'm eating or like did you oh or I really am skinny like super skinny like if you take that to heart and just like keep it in there without like talking to God about it or anybody else, like that can really hurt you. That really hurt me. Like I have insecurities now with how I eat in public. Like I'm always thinking, oh, does it look funny? Do I look weird or something? Or now I wear like, I love the fall and winter because I can wear a long sleeve and pants so that nobody can see how skinny I am. So it can really affect you, but um, I am getting better at it. And but like, that's one way for, to me, the how, um, you can be toxic to yourself. Way to be vulnerable there, buddy. Really Thank you. <laughs> it was really good. 
Um, I was going to say that uh, Pastor says that we have to take every thought captive. Yeah. So um, just like harping on exactly what Caleb was saying, that you basically have to have a guard at your brain. <laughs> mm. um, as soon as like any of those negative thoughts come of just like you trying to internalize or keep any of the things that people are trying to say to you, um, including your parents, including authority figures. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes people are not the most positive as they could be um but basically anything negative it doesn't have a place in your in your heart and it doesn't have a place in your mind because if it's not what the word of god says about you you don't need to keep it um, right that's all yeah tim yeah so the 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 self-doubt the self um i guess the talk the same so you have to guard you know what other people are saying about you because that can't affect you um words are terrible um people can be terrible um so definitely guard what people are saying what you let in but also guard your self thoughts um how how you think of yourself um so d different self-image um issues that, that we can have um you know thinking you're not you don't you look a certain way or you don't look a certain way or you have to look this way in order to whatever i don't know um to thinking you're not good enough, to thinking I don't belong here, to thinking um, I'm not smart enough, I can't do this, those kinds of things, those kinds of thoughts. Um, that doubt um, can, can keep you from, from, from a lot of good things. Um, and, and oftentimes it's not true. Um, and in the cases it is true, it's something you can work on and something you can, you can improve. But oftentimes we're, we're just, we're like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm not smart enough to do this. I don't belong here. All these people are better than me. All these people can, you know, oh, he's so good at this or she's so good at that or they look this kind of way or whatever the case is. And we're comparing ourselves to these people and we're comparing ourselves to this ideal that, that doesn't really exist. Um, you know, so you, you have to believe in yourself. Like she said, what, what does the Bible say about you? What is God? You're a child of God. Um, God will take care of you. God has equipped you to do all of these things. Um, you might not be able to do everything, but you're a child of God. You are beautiful. You're wonderfully made, fearfully, wonderfully made. Like you, these are the things the Bible is saying about you. Don't believe, even don't believe yourself about the things that you can't do. Don't believe yourself about, about your, your yeah. you know, when you think you're worthless or less worth less than what God is saying you're worth. Um, because he thinks the word of you. He loves you. Yeah. So that's... Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I was just going to say the other thing that you can do um, that may not be the best is not reading your Bible. So we've said a couple of times up here um, about what the Word of God says about you. And if you don't know what the Word of God says about you, I mean, and I'm guilty of it too. So, you know, it's not anybody's, you know, calling each other out or anything. But if you don't know what the Word of God says about you, if you don't know about his promises, then it's a lot harder to fight off those negative thoughts. It's a lot harder to fight off those things when they come um, than if you do have the Word of God. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, another thing that I wanted to say is um, kind of just helping out with the negative thoughts for yourself. Um, if other people are saying things to you or doing things to you, you should tell them to stop. Like, you should tell them straight up, like, hey, that really hurt. I don't like what you're doing. Stop doing that. Like, 
I still want to be good friends. Like, I, I don't think that was funny, even though I know you were joking. I know you didn't mean to hurt me, but that hurt, and that's going to affect me in the long run, so please stop doing that. And another thing that I like to do nowadays is I like to compliment people um, because, like, having other people say bad things to you, it really hurts. So I like to compliment people, like, um, at church or something like, hey, that jacket looks really cool on you, or you got some nice muscles, Solomon. <laughs> like that, okay? <laughs> I like to do that to bring people up and not bring them down. And it also helps me, too, because, like, when I say stuff like that to people, I also, like, like to I look in the mirror and, like, you know what? I'm not looking that bad. You know, I look really good. You know, I could look better, definitely. Yeah. So many, there are many, <laughs> good job, <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> one, one more thing, if I Go can. Ahead. He insults me yeah, all the so time. So another way that you could be toxic to yourself is by substance abuse. Yeah. Um, so drugs, alcohol, prescription drugs, if you're using them the wrong way. Um, there's a lot of overdoses going on in, in people your age, younger than you, older than you, whatever. So it's like, these are issues and, and falling into the habit of relying on a substance um, is toxic um, because it can, at worst, it can end your life, um, but it can also mess up, you know, your life if it doesn't end it. It can, you know, result in jail or lost opportunities or lost relationships or lost trust or whatever the case is. Um, but substance abuse is, is another one of those things that can. Yeah. So, you know, talks, that, that's really awesome that you said that. I think that there are many ways that we are actually toxic to ourselves and we don't even realize it. Um, we leave, we, well, let's just say in the morning, we wake up and we walk into toxic situations and we're around toxicity for a good six to eight hours a day. And then we come home because we were in that certain environment. Um, certain things may have been said, done, and you start thinking about those things, and then you start uh, building upon the toxicity, creating a toxic environment at home when you're by yourself. And depending on the, the different situations, um, it affects you mentally, and it begins to shift chemicals in your brain to make you think or believe something that's not necessarily true. And so it's very important for you to realize, be able to pinpoint when you're creating a toxic environment for yourself and be able to snap out of it. Last week I said something that I feel like is very important and I believe that it's, it's, it will help you for the rest of your life if you really take heed to it. And some of you guys may not have been here so I'm gonna just repeat it really quick. But um, the best way to deal with a toxic person or a toxic environment or if you have been toxic to yourself um, the best way to deal with that is to um, allow the Holy Spirit, of course, to be a part of your life during the day. When those toxic things, environments happen or a situation happens, the Holy Spirit will remind you what has been taught. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit will tell you is that that is toxic. Those people are being toxic. This is a toxic environment. And when that happens, you don't ignore that you renew your mind. So, okay, what do you mean renew your mind? At the end of the day, you are going to renew your mind to what you trust the most. And so if you trust God like you say you do, 
then that's what you would go to. God, I'm renewing my mind. I'm putting my mind on you. And your word says to think pure thoughts, think on whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is great, things of that nature. Or, and your word says, Lord, to love those who use you, to turn your, turn your cheek or whatever the case, you renew your mind to what the word of God says because you trust the word of God and you trust the process of the word of God. And that will help you for the rest of your life. Go ahead, Tim. And that applies to if you're not necessarily just toxic to yourself, but if you're toxic to others as well. So I shared um, that first week that I realized that I was toxic, Yeah. that I made people feel bad about themselves. I wasn't a traditional bully, but I had a very sharp tongue and like I made people cry like often, like <laughs> I was a pretty toxic person. Um, and when I realized that it's a similar process, like I, I had to, um, I had to let God kind of deal with me um, and God was calling me and, and, and pulling on me the whole time and the same. So the Holy Spirit was like, Tim, you shouldn't have said that, um, you know, get it right. Um, so whether it leads me to humbling myself and apologizing or those kinds of things, we talked about the fruit of the spirit um, and the fruit of the flesh. So those align a lot with healthy relationships and toxic relationships, healthy behaviors and toxic behaviors. Um, so know what those fruit are of, of the spirit, especially. And, and if you see yourself not doing that, address it, allow God to address it, um, you know, work on that. Cause we're in the real world. We can be toxic as well. We keep saying, yeah. you know, and we talked about Cain and Abel. Absolutely. A lot of us want to be able, but you know, we might, we might relate more to Cain sometimes. Um, we might be the person that's toxic to other people. So when you realize that is, if, if that's you and you realize that's the case, yeah, the same, the same process, allow the Holy spirit, allow God to work in you, um, to tell you when you're messing up. And, and to get it right. Humble yourself quickly and try to get it right. Absolutely. Because believe it or not, many of us are toxic. <laughs> and we, <laughs> she's like, yeah, many of us are toxic and we do toxic things, just being honest. I, as youth pastor, um, have been toxic. I might have been toxic this week and didn't even know. Um, right, exactly. You know what I mean? Um, because we live in the world, we have this fleshly body that um, have all kind of feelings and emotions, and sometimes we act out of it. That's why it's so important if you really, truly trust God and trust the amazing gift of the Holy Spirit that he's giving us. The Holy Spirit will bring things to your remembrance. The Holy Spirit will convict you, and what conviction does is bring you to the Lord, not condemn you, but convict you. And so I encourage you guys, as you are encountering these environments, um, toxic environments, as you're creating them, as you're walking into it and welcoming it and enjoying it, allow the Holy Spirit to say, that's wrong. You need to step out of this situation. You need to leave. This is a toxic environment. You're being toxic right now, you know, and humble yourself and allow yourself to make a shift. So I told you guys last week, as we're about to end, that when I was 16, my, or when, well, let's just say from 12 to 18, or my years in youth, let's just say, my, my directors or my, my pastors, youth pastors, my pastor never talked about toxicity. Never, ever. Like, never. And so us talking about this right now and bringing it to the atmosphere, don't take it for granted, but take what you've heard over these past weeks and um, really take it into consideration. And so for you guys, what would you tell your 16-year-old self about toxic people or toxic environments? Real quick. Tim? 
So I was thinking, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll have time. Um, the same. So recognize that I could also be toxic um, because I was. That was around the time where I started being toxic, just dealing with a bunch of stuff in my life. But um, allowing myself, allowing God to work in me, and then if you don't really know what that looks like, when you feel something like, oh, man, I shouldn't have said that, listen to that voice. Listen to that feeling and, and get right. it right. Um, so just because the world is toxic doesn't mean you have to behave that way. It doesn't mean you have That's to be right. the sarcastic, smart, alecky, you know, that person. You can be a positive person. You can be um, that light to somebody that's, that's surrounded in darkness. Yeah. Um, so that. So read the Bible. See what it says about love. See what it says about how you should behave, um, how God loves you, and then, you know, especially the fruit of the Spirit. Focus on that. These are the behaviors that you should see in yourself. And if you see something otherwise, if you see the fruit of the flesh popping up, that should be a check right there, a warning. Right, right. Um, to get it right. So, yeah. yeah. Vonda? Um, for me, um, I don't know if, like, I've never been a guy, so I can't speak from the male experience, but as a girl, um, I feel like there's a lot of societal pressure um, of, like, peer pressure, too. Um, and just in general of like comparing yourself to other people. So I would tell my 16 year old self that other people's opinions don't matter. Um, and that God's opinion is the only one that does. For me. Um, That's good. I just had a thought and I wanna make sure I say it before you leave, but you leave, go ahead. Uh, for me, um, what I would say to my 16 year old self is, hmm, I guess I would say, um, I literally had it. Where'd it go? Stop doing that. <laughs> Please, sorry. Okay. You just reminded me. Uh, it's okay to speak your mind. Like, you are not going to be an outcast for telling somebody no. Like, nobody's gonna bully you even more because of that. Like, I promise you, in the long run, if you speak your mind and stand up for yourself and you know, just not listen to other people. In the long run, it will be so much better for your mental health, your physical health, and your relationship health with other people. Like, I can promise you that. Yeah. So I just had this thought, and I, I don't know if it was me. It might have been the Holy Spirit wanted me to tell you this. But um, many times we unconsciously create toxic environments by welcoming toxic music. Um, Anybody ever went to a movie theater or a movie and watched a movie and you watch this movie and you wanted to walk out being that person? You know, you walk out wanting to be Spider-Man or you walked out wanting to, yeah, right? <laughs> it goes the, we all have. <laughs> we all have. Admit it. Admit and it, it goes the exact same way with music. You start listening to a certain type of music, you know, that might be giving you some type of messages or whatnot that might be like, you know, make you want to go fight somebody because, you know, they're talking about... Um, if you are easily influenced, um, you might be listening to certain things or watching certain things that might be creating a toxic environment, and you want to be careful that you're not allowing that in that could create a toxic environment. Because I'm telling you right now, Satan has no boundaries. Satan will seep in any way that he can through the music, through the movies, through the friends, through the, he will just get right on in there so that he can tweak your brain for you to think the thoughts that he wants you to think. And so you've got to be careful and protect yourself. So what I would tell my 16-year-old self, um, 
is, um, well, you basically said it. It's okay to say no. It's okay to walk away from a situation. It is okay to um, walk away from friendships, relationships. It's okay to just be like, I'm done with that. It's okay to call people out and say, hey, you're being toxic right now, and I'm not going to put myself around you. It's okay to say this is a toxic environment. The reason why I'm saying it's okay to say these things, because you might be bringing awareness, and, not even, and people don't even know what they're doing, all right? And so in saying no, and in saying this is toxic or whatever the case may be, um, yeah, you might have a season where you might be an outcast. You might, you might have a season where people don't want to be around you because you're now calling them out or you're goody tissue or whatever. You know what I mean? There might be a season. And I've been in that season multiple times. And it's not fun, just being honest. But you have to remind yourself that this is not forever. The season of loneliness, the season of... Um, uh, uh, not being around certain people, not listening to certain, it's not forever. What's really happening is that you are growing in character. You're allowing character growth to happen when you're by yourself. Um, I worked for a company, um, a property management company in Georgia, and uh, one of their biggest mottos, one of their mottos was, um, and I can't remember it word for word, but ultimately it was separation causes you to stand out, which causes uh, major growth. And so, and it really, you can, the Word of God covers that. Allowing yourself to separate yourself from toxic environments, toxic people, opens up the door for major growth. That, well, ultimately, so that you can be used by God at a, at a greater level. And so, um, everybody bow your heads and close your eyes. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your grace. I thank you, Lord, for your mercy. I thank you, Lord, that you are in this room. And where your spirit is, there's true freedom. And so I just pray right now, Father, for every, you guys lift your hands. I pray right now for every soul in this room, every mind, every soul in this room, Father. I thank you, Lord, that their minds, Father God, are cleared and renewed in Jesus' name. That your anointing, Father God, is removing burdens and destroying yokes of past toxic environments. And I pray right now, Father God, that as we leave this room tonight, that we are reminded of your word, your truths, Father, moving forward. I pray right now, Lord God, that in their own time, that they invite, the, they invite you in, they invite your Holy Spirit to lead them and guide them in every way possible, Father. And I just pray right now, Lord God, for a renewed mind in Jesus' name. As we leave out of this room tonight, Father God, we put you at forefront of our minds, Father, and we trust you. We trust you like never before to lead us and to guide us, to protect us in every way. God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for your amazing love, your amazing grace. And we give you all the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen, amen. You guys stand up. Hopefully you guys